Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance, quick shot of romance. On this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, I am joined by podcast contributor Jenny, and we are reviewing The Crush by Carla Sorensen. Welcome back to the podcast, Jenny. Thanks for having me, Leah. Okay. You want to read the synopsis from Goodreads? You know that girl from your past that you can't quite stop thinking about? The one that you pushed away because you had a goal that seemed so much bigger, so much more important than any crush might have had? That's Andalyn Wilder for me. Nothing came before football. Nothing, not in college and not in my five years in the pros. All I wanted was to win games, win a championship, carve out my own path, out of the Alluris Ward family football legacy. And I've done all that, but something is missing. I've never been wrong about what I want, except with her. She moved on to someone else, but that baseball playing moron just broke her heart. I don't blame her for not trusting me, but even Andalyn can't deny the heat when we're together. I have one shot at winning her back and I intend to take it. Okay, so this book was released July 21st, 2022. So it's pretty new. It is second chance football romance. There's not a lot of trope to this book, which I like, um, but it's a family romance and a second generation. Also, it is from the wolves, a football dynasty book three. It is wrapping up the series from what I have heard from Carla, but that can always change. And it is a series of standalone books. The put out percentage is 39%. And I don't know if it's Adeline or Adeline, so I'm just going to just going to roll with it. Okay. Yeah, so it can be either good. one. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about Emmett. So Emmett is the youngest ward in like the ward family dynasty. His dad is a former player. He's now a coach. His sisters um, have are married and his stepmother came into his sister live when they were all older to help Logan um, keep custody of them and raise them from teenagers. And then they had Emmett. So there's kind of, there's a bit of an age gap between he and his older sisters. No, aunts, they're aunts. Yeah. Because they're, they're aunts, Logan's like sisters. sisters. Yes. Yes. They're, they're aunts, his they're sister aunts. <laughs> sister aunts, which makes it sound kind of weird and creepy it does it sounds really bad but but when you're getting that dynamic in the book like they are more siblings than aunts because he doesn't call them aunt so-and-so because they were raised basically as siblings but so Emmett has this drive he is focused on football he wanted to be worth the ward name so he he made decisions when he was first getting drafted and he now that he's at a certain point of his life, he's kind of questioning those choices. Right. He's um, in a place where, I mean, this isn't a spoiler. This is the first chapter. Like an event has happened on the field that's kind mm-hmm. of made him look at what is most important in life. Um, yeah. He's He's been in the pros for five years. He's done pretty much everything he's set out to do. And now he's realizing that he doesn't have any support system besides his like his family, his immediate family. Yeah. But that like, he's, 
one of his friends on his team has gotten hurt and he's sitting in the hospital and he's like, he has this like existential moment where he's like, who would be here for me in this moment? Like if he knows that like his dad and his mom would come the minute they find out, he knows that the sisters would come the minute they find out if they are capable of being there. Um, Right. And they're like, as far away as possible. Like he's in Florida, they're in Washington. (laughs) Yeah. So they are literally opposite ends of the country, but they are close. Like this is a, (laughs) excuse me, a tight knit family who they love hard, but he has this moment. He's like, I won't have this support that he has. And he, he wants to make a change. Right. And the first person that comes to his mind Mm-hmm. Is Adeline Wilder. So Adeline, Adeline, I'm going to say them both. So she, we actually kind of met her in his sister's books because she has worked for, she worked for Molly for a few years. And then she has ventured off into an event planning company and her brother is actually married to one of the other sisters. So there's some intermingling, but it's, now I have read all of these books, but you have not. I have not. And I do think it would be beneficial to read them, but I was not lost. Like there was enough like summary and like, okay, mm-hmm. I can kind of piece together like who belongs with who. Um, and it wasn't like a valuable part of the story. Like you don't mm-hmm. lose anything out of their story. Yeah, I feel like you might lose some of those like subtle nuances, especially like when you have those moments with Paige and the sisters in their relationship and how tight they are. But I think that Carla gave you enough insight and emotion with the way they all deal with it, that it works fine not knowing them. But so Adeline has been kind of in the periphery for a long time. And so she had this <laughs> crush on Emmett because they they are a little bit apart age-wise and she she kind of put herself out there and he shut her down right and so she was like okay yeah and they went their separate ways it seems Mm -hmm. like they did but they didn't at the same time and it's one of those things where like so Emmett makes the decision where he's sitting in that hospital and that is the first person like besides his immediate family that comes to mind and he's like I'm not okay with the fact that she is not in my life in the way that I want her to. And so he makes a change or he tries to. <laughs> well, and he also has like the benefit of like knowing her brother. Because mm-hmm. um, one of her brothers actually is was on his team and is since being traded. But so he has a good relationship with one of her brothers. So he definitely has an in to like some knowledge about what's going on in her life how he could possibly like Mm -hmm. become part of her life um which i thought was a unique um storyline yeah because he uses it but he doesn't use it to his advantage and it was one of those things where he talks about how he he kind of kept her in the back of his mind like he tried he didn't want to know a lot like if something came about organically it was fine but he made a point not to um, ask questions, but let's talk about the family expectations for both of these characters. Cause like we said, Emmett's family, it's, he, 
I think with Emmett though, he puts a lot of pressure on himself. I would agree. It's definitely his expectations of what his parents expect of him, not necessarily what they actually expect of him. Yeah, exactly. And there's actually a really poignant moment with Logan and Emmett later on in the story about how Logan's like, we're proud of you. Like you could quit tomorrow and we are extremely proud of you. And I like that. I like the fact that there's not this necessary expectation from him that he, he only wants Emma to succeed and he is happy with where he is. I mean, he wants them close, but they understand. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Like family is such an important part for both of them, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's the family. Like, I think a lot of times we see like family being like a divisive point. Like it's a struggle to like make those connections, but for both of them, they have really close relationships with their family. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that that's actually, how it comes to play. That actually is most of the conflict of the book. Like it's not a really angsty book. There is conflict, but it is the fact that like Adelaide is very close with her family and her and a couple of her siblings made a conscious decision to only move so far away from her mom and her stepdad who has been in her life for a really long time. And she doesn't want to do that. Like And her stepdad has been sick. He's had cancer multiple times. Like, and so they're going through like all this emotional upheaval and she's like, I can't move away. But then she also has a very poignant conversation with her stepdad and that changes some of her viewpoints also. And that's one of the things that we talk about is like the compromise of these two. Right. Like it's, it's a very realistic compromise in a way that like both of them have to make sacrifices um well and it's one of those things where emma is locked into a contract like he is kind of stuck and he is in a position as the type of player he is where they're not just gonna trade him or release him like he's a good player so unless something happens like that dynamic doesn't typically work and Adeline like doesn't want to move because of the family situation and so it's like they're both kind of between a rock and a hard place because he didn't want to stay in Washington because he didn't want to stay in the shadow of his family so that made sense but now that he is like created this um created this dynasty in a sense like of his own he is stuck and he wants right. to be unstuck, but he, do, he doesn't know if it's the best choice. Right. Like in the way he gets unstuck is very interesting as well. Like that mm-hmm. becomes um, kind of like the breaking point for how their HEA works. Mm-hmm. It does. But I like that they both had a hard time making those compromises at first because they've both worked really hard for the the careers that they have and the connections that they have. And it's really this innate fear for both of them that they're, one of them is going to make this decision and it's not going to work out. Yeah. And then they're like, the other person will regret it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because like one of the things I really liked about Emmett's character is like he was never pressuring her to move to Florida mm-hmm. like he didn't want her to give up everything that she's worked for and made well and I think a big part of that is he's so close with his family like yes he's on the other side of the country and there's little things that happen he you can tell like um <clears throat> that he feels bad that like he's not close to them but it's so he understands her hangups and her issues and her wants to stay close and so he never faults her for it which i think is really nice yes i agree yeah like he was just like a very understanding and mature character. Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing I really like too is he's this popular football player, but they talk about how he's not like out doing his thing because like Parker, her brother actually makes a joke. He's like, I know what you're doing on a Friday night. It is not partying and going out. Like you are sitting at home on your butt. And he even said like he had dated over the like last five years because I mean, she was in a relationship and even if he had those like unconscious, like thoughts about her, like they were opposite sides of the country. She was in a relationship. So like he dated, but he didn't really date, but he said he even didn't really do that a lot either. Right. Yeah. I think he said like, he only went like, cause it would be like one to three dates. And then he was kind of like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's one of those things where it's like it's almost this expectation of him to like go out and date because like he's a 20-year-old right. guy. Um, but he just he didn't have that connection with anybody. And because and there's a moment where Adeline even says she's like, our timing has just been off all the time. And it it's so true with the way this book plays out. Yeah, they have like they just get hit repeatedly with like mm-hmm bad life things that they can't control Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's hard like it makes it hard and honestly like as I was reading the book I'd say seven like 60 to 70 percent of this book there's a separation like they are not on page together and they don't actually even communicate for a lot of that but it makes sense and it works because you see how hard the separation is on both of them and how emotionally like frustrated they are that it it's just not the right time and like they can't make it work unless they force the issue here or here and I wasn't sure how I was going to like it I was I was reading it I was like oh no they're not going to be like on the page it's like things happen and then right. they don't talk for like months Weeks. Yeah, like- and I'm like what is going on here? And it's like, I trust Carla. I know I'm going to get something that I really like at the end, but what is she doing to me? Right. And I think that like separation and like their struggle to like how to handle the separation is what made like their HEA that much more like satisfying was like, oh my gosh, like they're finally, like they finally found the right time. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes to show like if it is your person, you will do what you need to do to make it happen. Like you will create the timing for yourself, but it's not always easy. And I think that is one of the best things about this book is it shows like it is like that's from like start to finish, it's a little over a year and that's before you hit the prologue or the epilogue. Right. Yeah. 
it really shows like the natural progression of them trying to create this relationship, but being stuck in a, like in a moment, in a time where they can't make it work, but they want to so badly. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about the family focus, because I thought that this was a really well-balanced book about that because the Wilder family, I'm not sure if they were all Wilders or they're just some Wilders, but we'll just call it the Wilder family. (laughs) So the Wilder family and the Ward family, they're both big families. They're both very family centric. Um, And you get a lot of really good moments between siblings and parents, but they don't overtake the book, which I really enjoyed. Right. I, I agree. Like I, I think it would have been richer if I would have would have known the sister like the ward sisters mm-hmm. like stories but um like the moments they do have with the family like are impactful in their like thought process so it's mm-hmm. not like some like extra thing going on over here right exactly but it wasn't and it wasn't so like in your face it was like these natural like get-togethers and it wasn't like forced moments on a page like he surprises her at the beginning of the book and then he goes to her parents' house and she's like, what is going on here? Like, <laughs> I want to know. And then like, she happens to be at Paige and Logan's house for things and he shows up. So it's like, there's these family moments that really like intertwine their story. And it really shows the rest of the family, like how much their connection is, how big their connection is, but how like they're just not sure what to do about it. Yeah, because I I mean, they also have the piece of like, because their families are so like interconnected, mm-hmm. like how much do they let them know? And then it's kind of funny how, um, especially the Ward family like plays into like kind of pushing them together. Mm-hmm. But they do it in a way that is not overstepping like they do it subtly and it's like what would page board do like that's one of the questions (laughs) of the book what would page board do but it's one of those things where they do things in the background and subtly and they approve there's so much approval because they like Emmett they like Adeline like they want this connection and they're like how can we manifest things to make it happen without being pushy because Paige is a little sneaky like that. <laughs> she is just a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so do you like this book? I really enjoyed this book. Yes. Was this your first Carla book in like her football no. world? Um, didn't we read one for Drunk Book Club? No, I don't no. think Carla's been a Drunk Book Club. Yes, Has she? she? I don't remember. Someone fact check us. Yeah. Don't have fact check. <laughs> um, no, I've so, read one of hers um, in the okay. Washington Wolves series. And so then, the, the OGs, you read one of the OG Wolves. Yeah. And then I've, of course, read her Smarty Pants. Okay. Well, and that, that was a good scene where Allie, who is the owner of the team, like she's so badass. Like I just love her so much. So who would typically like this book? That is a really good question. <laughs> um, it oh, is sports romance, but Becky it's not says, like, hey. 
Becky says, yes, the lie. <laughs> See, we, we did get fact checked. Yes, thanks for the fact check, Becky. <laughs> um, so sports romance, like mm -hmm. I think it's family, obviously, like if you like um, big families or like mm -hmm. where you can like diverge off into like other series and other stories. Well, and, it, and I feel like it's not a small town romance in any realm, but it almost gives you like that small time town vibe with the way everybody interacts but there's such a small group of people that you come in contact with that's where like i get that feeling but it's like they're in seattle washington like that is not a small town no but i like you get that little vibe but she keeps it very close knit and close quarters there's not a lot of like outside elements which i thought was really interesting in this book and it is sports but it's kind of sports light not right, like super like yeah, we don't like see a lot of him like playing. We see more mm -hmm. of the like background stuff, like contract talks and like what goes into that, like what's expected of him. Yeah, there's um, like some interaction at practices, but not really a lot of like on field stuff or technical jargon or anything like that. So it's like a really good sports light sports romance. So would you recommend this book? Yes, I would definitely recommend this book. I would too. I love her books. I think it's fantastic. I'm sad, so sad that this is the final Ward family member. But there's rumblings that the Wilder crew is getting the series. Which I, I was going to ask because, like, at the end, you're kind of like, there's definitely room for a lot more stories mm -hmm. yes i am not 100% positive but there are rumblings that she's going to do the wilders and with the way that some of the stuff plays out towards the end of the book it, there's probably going to be some really sad moments but they're it'll be amazing and wonderful and i can't wait <clears throat> so for more exclusive content including short reviews and if you should read it join us on patreon.com backslash bookcase and coffee and do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Thank you, Jenny, for joining me on this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me. And until next time, happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.